Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Own Your Truth. I'm Brianna Johnson, your hostess. If this is the first time you have been to Own Your Truth, I'll refer you back to episode one, which explains a little bit about what Own Your Truth is really about. You can also get some information about me on that podcast. I also invite you to visit my personal webpage, which is IamBriannaJohnson.com. Brianna is B-R-I-A-N-A. If you are in the market for some wonderful gourmet loose leaf tea blends, please check out my business website at BahatiTeaCompany.com. Bahati is B-A-H-A-T-I. You're currently listening to episode 31 of Own Your Truth, entitled Labels, How Biases Are Born. As a nonconformist, you can imagine that I have problems with labels, and they are everywhere. But let's talk about why we have labels. What are labels used for? Labels are meant to put things, or people in this case, into categories, to create subcategories, to create division, to create some form of separation. And I think that's primarily why I don't care for the labels. And I wanted to talk briefly about how we classify Americans in the United States. We have African Americans, Asian Americans, Latino Americans, and the list goes on and on, right? And again, that is to create some sort of a divide. Native Americans are also a, a big one that's talked about as, as far as labels. If you go to another country, however, they're not going to subcategorize you as being something other than just American. We are one of the few countries that create sub-labels for our country's nationality. We're also one of the only countries that forces you to constantly defend your position and your nationality as American. If you become a citizen of Europe, for example, they're not constantly going to be asking you, where did you come from? Once you become a citizen of Europe, that's what you are. You're European. And it's the same in other geographic locations as well. But our subcategorizing here can even be found on job applications and government forms. When you fill out certain forms that the federal government has access to, they want to know which group of people do you fit into. And I was recently filling out job application and I was really angry because there's a survey on there and they say it's voluntary, but it's always on every single job application. And it talks about what do you identify yourself as? First of all, I think it needs to be taken off for gender and it also needs to be taken off for your nationality because I believe that those are two ways that people can in the job force discriminate against you. I also think that that's a way that the federal government tries to put us in these boxes that just really don't fit anymore. I am one of those people that cannot claim just one nationality. And if you've been around America long enough, you realize that there's a lot of people who can't claim just one nationality. That's kind of the melting pot that America is. We come from all over the world and we create a nation that's derived of all of those different cultures, all of those different types of people. So what do you do when you don't fit into one of those boxes, right? You have to click other 
or you have to put, if they have the box, two or more. At some point, if everyone's being honest, they're going to have to start clicking the other or two or more category. However, as it stands, there are some individuals out there that believe that if they just click white Caucasian, their odds of being hired are better. And where did that belief system derive itself from? Well, from a very young age, we hear our adult counterparts talking about label this and label that. I grew up in a very large Roman Catholic family. Opinions were strung around all the time. And with those came labels and personal biases all of the time. And I know that my family's not the only one. That's how most of us are raised, good, bad, or indifferent. But it comes from a systemic society that, that puts everything into a box. We put everything in a category. And when I'm teaching parenting classes, I talk about this a lot too, because it, the way that you describe your child, the labels that you use to give to them also form and shape their personality, their characteristics, whether they see those labels as good or bad, they develop into whatever label you're giving them. A lot of people believe that this is very, very true with the name that you give your child. There's numbers associated with the letters that you give your child. There are meanings behind the words. There is a root behind the meaning. And so some people, I'm one of these people, all of my children have names that were unique and that were based in some sort of history for strong leadership. Okay. That's why they were named those names. And your name is something that follows you. It's, it's your very first label, right? Um, but it's unique to you. No one else can say, oh, well, you're just, uh, and then list your name, <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that, that's not something that goes around. Like, for example, my name is Brianna. No one could go, oh, well, you're just doing that because you're a Brianna. How ridiculous is that? But we do that with other labels, which is just as ridiculous. The problem is, is that it's become so commonplace that we accept it in society. And we're like, okay, well, I totally understand what you're saying at because you gave it this label. Even though the description and that label may not be the same. Let's give an example here. So I am a white woman, right? Immediately, some people are going to go, Karen. <laughs> Immediately, some people are going to go, privileged. Some people are going to go, Ivy College, spoon fed, babied gotten everything she's wanted just because I use the label white woman, you know, and let's go ahead and toss around a few labels right now. Let, let's challenge our mindset. What do you think of when I say typical black male? Oh boy. First of all, there is no such thing. There, there is none. The, the black men that I know are so vast. It's, it's like trying to compare a drop of water to the entire ocean. You cannot do it. But we try, don't we? That's why there's so much hatred, because we have labeled this group of people a certain way. And because of that label, we have been taught to judge them and to behave in such a manner that, frankly, in some cases is, is inhumane. Let's talk about another label. How about fag? Oh, 
Yeah. How about transgender? Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, we associate that with a mental issue or anti-religious and neither one of those is true. And you can see how it's dangerous to have these labels because it puts us in a mindset that's no longer discerning. It's already prejudging an individual based on a word. How about the word liberal? How about the word communism? In a lot of these cases, people don't even understand the true definition because the definitions can be quite vast as well and incorporate a lot of different things. But we stereotype. We generate a bias. And immediately, there's a part of our brain that shuts off any other type of rational communication because we've already made up our minds. Imagine if the labels didn't exist and we had to actually describe what we meant instead of talking in absolutes, which is ultimately what happens when you connect a label with a bias. You're talking in an absolute, an absolute that may or may not, most cases it does not, accurately represent what the person is trying to convey. And we know this is true because a lot of labels have also turned into hate words, slander, and are used to target certain individuals to make them angry, to make them uncomfortable, to attack them, and to make the other party feel superior. So we know that the labels are effective for creating biases, for causing division, for creating a specific mindset. Now, this has become quite the subject of many a conversation if you are one of the people that deals with diversity and inclusion issues. I know that there are a lot of people in human resources in different companies that are trying to eradicate the use of labels. It doesn't give people a fair chance in being hired when a lot of the labels exist on resumes, for example, and on applications. So if we do away with a lot of the labels, then people have a better chance of being judged on their skills and their character versus their appearance or a label. And what's sad is that that's the way it should have been from day one. And we are having to undo a lot of the things in our society now that were wrong from the very, very beginning. So imagine if Americans were just Americans. We didn't have subcategorized human beings in this nation. That one change alone would be momentous. It's it's hard for us to even fathom that, really, because it's never been a world that we've ever known. Would we know how to live without judgment? Or is it something just so tantalizing that eventually we would do it again? And if that's the case, then we need to look at the psyche behind that. What is the basis for us feeling like we need to put someone else in a category and then make it seem like they're inferior to us, to who we are? Why do we need to do that? And on a psychological level, we do that because we're not entirely happy with who we are. And we have to try to make ourselves feel better 
by making other people look insufficient. That's why we do this. And it's a little bit of a a stretch, but you can kind of see where I'm coming back around to that the labels in some form are a type of mental illness, especially in the United States. We have to have those in order to make ourselves feel better about putting someone else down and making them feel worse. That's kind of sick. It's, It's mentally distorted. So I'd like to give us a challenge for over the weekend. You you know, you can do this starting today if you want. You can do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd really like to see at least Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if you can do it. But I want you to, in those three days, really look at your vocabulary and how often you're using a label. And it doesn't have to be as drastic as the uh, labels I had mentioned before. It can be something as dropping a, a, a name, your name calling someone maybe the word nerd or <laughs> slut shaming in some way. Uh, we, we as parents also have to be careful about this with our children. And I did this on another podcast where I was talking about the how we label our kids even when we're not talking directly to them and they hear us talk about them. The words that we use to describe them also help develop their character. So if you're telling your sister on the phone that... Jimmy's really, really slow at picking up on things or doesn't have common sense, guess what? He's going to assume that the rest of his life. And so he's either going to, one, vigorously battle that because that's now his stereotype, or he's going to accept it. Either way, you have just molded and shaped your child's character and their future, whether you intended to or not. So for the rest of this time from now until Monday, I want you to focus on the words that are coming out of your mouth because our words now have to have intent. Everything that comes out of our mouths has to have a point and a purpose. We cannot be flippant about our vocabulary and just let it fly anymore. That's irresponsible. It's immature and it has no basis in the future of where we're going as a society. If we want other people to stop using labels, guess what? We've got to set the example. We've got to find a way to eliminate the labels from our own vocabulary and then teach others how to do the same thing. So our goal this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is to look at our speech, look at our intent, look at our word choice, look at the labels that we're using. And a lot of times these are in the form of adjectives, they're descriptive words. So are we being honest with our descriptions or are we being flippant? Are we being irresponsible and just letting words fly? Do we really mean the things that we're saying? As we're going through this kind of experiment together, I'd like to know from you guys what labels have been the hardest for you to get rid of and why. You can message me directly on the links and uh, I will get it that way. Or you can send it through my email address at Johnson at gmail.com. If you haven't already become a supporter to the podcast, I would ask that you do that if it's within your means. Uh, I have had a couple of people join as sponsors last week. I'm so grateful to you all. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're not able to do it, support that way, please refer this podcast to other people who might benefit and just keep the communication going. Talk about the podcast with other people and we'll, we'll just keep growing our little tribe that we started here. 
The other thing that you can do is buy some great teas, BahatiTeaCompany.com. If you're not a tea drinker, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, uh, you can buy teas on there for other people that you know in your life that would enjoy that or refer them to the site as well. Until next week, I hope you enjoy your weekend and that you're able to own your truth.